Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Comedy Series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in. In today's comedy episode, we make another visit to the Fibber McGee and Molly radio show. One of the most popular and enduring radio series of its time. It ran from 1935 to 1956. This fun episode is titled, Radio Quiz Show. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. So give CritterCaper.com a visit and start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. Now, enjoy this episode of Fibber McGee and Molly and the Radio Quiz Show. Be sure to also visit GeezerGus.com to see all there is to offer. Thanks. Folks, did you ever take a tour through a modern broadcasting studio? It's a wonderful experience, and here's your chance to do it. At the Wistful Vista Broadcasting Company studio, where the guide is about to conduct a regular half-hour tour. And here, among the milling sightseers, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, come on, Molly, let's go home. I'm getting tired waiting around here. No, sir, I've wanted to take one of these studio tours for a long time, dearie. They say it's very educational. Well, okay. After all, radio's been buttoned into our home for 20 years. It's about time we returned the call. (laughs) All right, folks, please form a line and follow me. I'll explain things to you as we go along. Follow me, please. What's all this machinery in here, bud? Is this where they wind Winchell up every Sunday night? McGee, <laughs> don't be so fresh. Oh, well, uh, I... This, ladies and gentlemen, is our sound effects department. This room contains every possible sound effect. Now, that pardon it... me, please, Mr. Guide. There's one sound effect I've often wondered about. Uh, yes, madam? Uh, well, uh, for instance, on that Johnson Wax program, my stars, how do they get the effect of all those people laughing at Fibber McGee's jokes? <laughs> Madam, there are still some things about radio that baffle the experts. (laughs) Now, do you all see this large rubber ball? What do you use that for, bud? Sound effect of a bouncing baby? (laughs) (laughs) This rubber ball, ladies and gentlemen, is used, surprisingly enough, for the effect of an explosion. It is made of very thin rubber and filled with small pebbles. When shaken and held up to the microphone, it produces a loud explosive sound. Let me show you. Now, let us continue the tour, please. And this is our Studio J. It has an audience seating capacity of 350. Uh, This way, please. Studio K, it seats 325. (laughs) Studio L seats 300. Hey, you're out of step, bud. That's you, dearie. Studio M seats 350. 
And this, ladies and gentlemen, completes the tour. Are there any questions? Yeah, I got a question, bud. Uh, yes, sir. What is it, sir? How do they get all them little pebbles into that rubber ball? Jimmy Shields sings Stardust. Sometimes I wonder why I spend the lonely night Dreaming of a song, the melody haunts my reverie And I am once again with you when our love was new But that was long ago Now my consolation Is in the stardust of a song Beside a garden wall When stars are bright You are in my arms The nightingale tells this fairy tale of paradise where roses grew So I dream in vain Always in my heart it will remain My stardust melody The memory of love's refrain think of the studio tour, Molly? Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, but do you think they have a sound effect for falling arches? Huh? <laughs> My feet are killing me. Yeah. Mine too. <laughs> Wonder why they don't let the tourists ride around on them kilocycles they're always bragging about. <laughs> here, sit down on this bench here a while, Molly. Ah, heavenly days. Yeah. If that guide had showed us only 42 more studios, I'd have gone back for that rubber ball and blown the place up. Yeah, me too. Well, well hello there, Johnny. Hello, daughter. What you doing? Resting. We were just uh, taking a studio tour. Eh? We were kind of disappointed on not seeing any radio stars, old-timer. Molly thought if she could only make a grab at Jack Benny's ostrich, it would be quite a feather in her hat. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty awful, Johnny. <laughs> that ain't the way I heard it. The way I heard it, one feller says to t'other feller, See, he says, I see where Mae West just finished making another movie. Yep, says t'other feller, I sure want to see that. She's number one on my hips parade. <laughs> well, I gotta say,
skip along. My boy Rance wants to borrow 50 bucks to finish up a secretarial course. Must be learning the touch system. <laughs> so long, kid. Imagine that old twerp. He's just a feeble old squirt from the fountain of youth. <laughs> Ah, well, come on, let's go home. Okay, I'm... I'll be so tired in the morning, I'll have to do the dishes in bed. <laughs> oh, McGee, look, there's Mr. Gildersleeve. Who, oh, hi, Gildy, old man. Hello. Oh, what's wrong, Mr. Gildersleeve? Why, cheer up, Throcky, old rutabagger. You still got plenty of time to do your Christmas shopping. <laughs> Stop it, McGee, please. <laughs> I'm in no mood for that sort of thing. Okay, I'll quit. Oh, I'm in a terrible mess, McGee. Terrible. Well, if this was 15 years ago, I'd think your home brew had exploded. <laughs> what is it, Mr. Gildersleeve? Now, look, Gildersleeve. Personally, I don't know why I should want to help you. You hate my, uh... And I don't like yours either. <laughs> but I'll help you if I can, McGee. McGee, you're so full of balloon juice, you ought to travel around with a ground crew. <laughs> So. But I've simply got to talk to somebody. My, my, it's nice to have you boys on such friendly terms again. What's the trouble, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, as you know, I am the manufacturer of Gildersleeve's Girlish Girdles. <laughs> yes? Now, here's what happened. Yeah? I decided to go on the radio with my advertising. So I contracted for a half hour on the air. Oh, how marvelous. Oh, that's quite a contraction, Rocky. Uh, what kind of show you got? I haven't got a show. What? That's what's the trouble. In exactly 20 minutes, Gildersleeve's girlish girdles go on the air. And I haven't any program. Oh. And all because the union won't let my wife sing. <laughs> Gildersleeve, there must be a power watching over you to meet me at a time like this. What you mean, McGee? Well, now that you've laid an egg, I'm going to save your bacon. <laughs> I've got a great idea for a radio program, brand new. But what do you know about radio broadcasting, McGee? Who, me? Why, shucks, Gildersleeve. I've been interested in radio ever since I was knob high to a door slam. <laughs> Why, even as a little tyke, I studied broadcasting because I simply loved to work at a microphone. For the love of Mike McGee, I was known as an MD. For the love of Mike McGee, the mastermind who made Marconi's mysterious megacycle machine a modern miracle of music, merriment and melodrama for miscellaneous multitudes, monarch of melody whose melancholy murmuring of Mother McCree and McCushla melded the mascara on milkmaids in Milwaukee, mere maids in the Mediterranean, and milady's maids in Manhattan, and mercy me, the magic manipulator of the mandolin, memorizing a mass of melodic manuscripts from the mountain music for old Matilde to let me solve your problem, Gildy. <laughs> Well, McGee, if, if you really have something... I have. I assure you, you won't lose by it. Uh, let's step in this office here and talk it over, eh? Right here? <laughs> okay, Rocky. Oh, uh, are we intruding? Oh, no, I was just dictating. Uh, have a chair. I'll be with you in a minute. Uh, ready, Miss Green? Yes, Mr. Wilcox. And uh, Johnson's glow coat will not only make your housework much easier, comma, but it beautifies and protects your linoleum, comma, and brings out the original color and charm of the pattern, period, paragraph. Uh, just a few more lines, folks. Uh, certainly, certainly. Go right ahead. What do you mean, go right ahead? You got no more chance of stopping that guy, comma, than I have of getting the Nobel Prize for tea-tasting, exclamation. 
Uh, all right, Miss Green. Uh, to apply Johnson's glow coat, comma, just pour a few drops on the linoleum, comma, spread it around, dash, it needs no rubbing or buffing, dash, and in 20 minutes your floor is not only lovely to look at, comma, but sealed against dirt and dampness, period. Uh, make four copies of that, Miss Green. Well, hello there, Molly. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Harlow. Hello, Fibber. Goodbye, Mr. Wilcox. Goodbye, Molly. So long, Harlow. So long, Fibber. Come on, Miss Green. <laughs> oh, well, so long, Harlow. <laughs> well, McGee, it's a business. Timmy, I haven't much time left. Uh, what is this great radio idea? Look, Gildersleeve, here it is. My thought is to make your studio audience part of the program. You get it? That's simple, ain't it? Why, that's wonderful, well, McGee. Well, it sounds very interesting. Sir. A little unorthodox, though, isn't it? Unorthodox? Why, it's revolutionary. <laughs> now, get this. My idea is to ask the people to step up out of the audience and have somebody ask them questions. Heavenly day. Sure. Well, it's a terrific gamble, McGee. By George, never let it be said that Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve was afraid to be a pioneer. Good for you, Throcky. And if the idea works out all right, I get the job of putting it on, eh? Yes. But come on, hurry up, McGee. Okay. And if this isn't successful, huh? oh, what a come down for Gildersleeve's girdles. <laughs> Billy Mills. And folks, welcome to the Gildersleeve Girdle Quiz. Wow. <laughs> Tonight's easy introduction to radio of a sensational new idea. We're going to make you, the audience, a regular part of the show. Won't that be ducky? But first, let me introduce our mistress of ceremonies, Molly McGee. How do you do, I'm sure? <laughs> Notice her graceful bow, folks. That was made possible by the comfort and flexibility of a Gildersleeve... McGee! <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, to get on with the program, folks, we're going to ask different members of the audience to step up on the stage and draw questions out of a hat. 
Them answering the question correct gets either a $5 bill or an order on the Bonton department store for a Gildersleeve girdle. Now, don't be shy. Nobody's going to be embarrassed. Except you. Huh? Except me. What do you... Oh. Oh, oh. Will somebody volunteer from the audience? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, let me through there. Let me through. Well, now, uh, here's the first contestant, McGee. Will you please draw a slip out of the hat, sir? Yeah, okay. And here is the first question. <laughs> and I might say it's a tough one. Name the place and date of the birth of Milton J. Prentwistle, the famous wallpaper designer. January 12th, 1901, at 4.13 a.m. in East Cupcake, Ohio. Oh! <laughs> that is absolutely correct. And for answering that difficult question, here is a crisp new $5 bill. Thank you for coming up, Mr., uh, Mr.... Uh, print whistle, Milton J. Print whistle. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, uh, here's the next volunteer, McGee. Uh, step right up to the microphone, Matt. No, no, that's me husband. This is the microphone. <laughs> now then, sis, your name, please. Uh, Mrs. Patricia Goldfarb. Uh, Sixteen, seventeen and a half, Pink Alarms Apartment Hotel. <laughs> and the uh, girdle size, 38. Well, thank you, Mrs. Goldfarb. Uh, draw a question out of the hat now, please. That's it, sis. And here is your question. Can you identify the theme song of a well-known radio program of which the band will play a few bars of? <clears throat> All right, Mr. Mills. Oh, come, come, Mrs. Goldfarb. Whose theme song is that? I might tell you it was Fred Allen, but I'd be an awful fibber if I did. <laughs> Come on, sis, don't you catch on to it? Don't rush me, please. <laughs> now, tell us, uh, what is your favorite radio program on Tuesday night, Mrs. Goldfarb? I haven't got one. Oh. oh, you haven't got a favorite program? No, I haven't got a radio. Oh. <laughs> I, I guess I'm giving up. Well, that's too bad. Students! Oh, come on, folks, whose theme song is it? See, we have another volunteer from the audience. Here you are, Chowderhead, at your service. Oh, thank you, sir. Your name, please? Horatio K. Boomer, care of Joe's Tavern. While you're there, see what the boys in the back room will have that I haven't got. Now, uh, your occupation, Mr. Boomer? Broker. Much, in fact. Thank you, Mr. Boomer. Will you please draw a question? That's it. Now, your question is, where is the Taj Mahal? Taj Mahal? Yep. Don't accuse me till I take a look. <laughs> Taj Mahal, Taj Mahal. Oh, uh, where do I put that Taj Mahal? <laughs> Have it right here someplace. Let me see now. Uh, here's a small straitjacket to keep me from biting my nails. Drinking glass made from Confederate money. Ah, yes, the original dick... Here's a cork leg in case I have to float alone. Oh. <clears throat> Set of marked beans for unscrupulous bingo players. Aha, what's this? Oh, yes, a wig I took from a man named Peters. Trying to give it to my brother, Paul. <laughs> Seems like I had to rob Peter to pay Paul. Yes, yes, and a check for a short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No Taj Mahal. Well, sorry, Mr. Boomer. No five dollars for you. Oh, well, it's a smart shot that never flashes a fin. Good evening, my dear. Good night, Ascot Biscuit. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, for an interesting variation of this sensational new radio feature, which we call the Bag of Gold. We have on this table the telephone books of every city in the United States with more than two pages of Joneses. We spin the magic wheel and call the phone number indicated. If the person is at home when the call comes in, he receives the bag of gold. If he ain't at home, he gets left holding the bag. Spin it, boys. What number in what town, Mrs. McGee? Dillingham, 415 in Buttonhook, Tennessee. And here's the telephone, Professor. Thank you. Hello, operator. Give me long distance. Hello. This is the bag of gold calling Buttonhook, Tennessee, Dillingham, 415. Hello? Hello? Is this Buttonhook, Tennessee? Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh. How's everything, Mert? McGee, stop that. There's no time for that now. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Mert. There's some mistake. We'll have to go on with that. We'll have to go on now. We'll try it again next week. Now, who's next from the audience? Uh, This lady right here. What is your name, please, madam? Well, really, Mr. McGee, that seems a peculiar kind of question. Come on, Uppy, come on. Cooperate. Your name, please. Uh, Mrs. Abigail Fotheringill Uppington of 97 Wistful Vista. Oh. Well, now, will you please draw a question from the hat, please, madam? Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you. And your question is... (laughs) Ah, this is an old one, Uppy. Even you ought to know this one. (laughs) How do you get down off an elephant? I beg your pardon? How does one get down off off an elephant? That's right, an elephant. Yeah, you know, an elephant. A big gray animal with ivory tusks and a Dewey for President badge in his lapel. (laughs) Oh, oh, that. Oh, well, now... Oh, but really, I've had very little experience in either mounting or dismounting from a pachyderm. Now, the word is elephant, and how do you get down off of it? Well, in the first place, my dear, I consider the question very clumsily worded. It should say, how does one descend from an elephant? When you say get down, one immediately thinks of down as procured from the back of a fowl, such as a chicken or a duck. Oh, I have it, I have it! Oh, one does not have it, I have it! Oh, one does not get down off of an elephant! One gets down off a duck! <laughs> my, my, my. <laughs> oh, really now, I, that was quite clever of me, wasn't it? <laughs> you betcha, Uppy. And here's an order on the Bonton department store for a genuine gilder sleeve girlish girdle. So girlish is stretching it a bit. <laughs> Well, folks, I see the hands of the old clock on the wall indicate we only got time for one more contestant. One more volunteer, please. Uh, your name, please. And my name is Socrates W. Maxim. Maxim. Socrates W. Maxim. 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 Just call me Sock. And uh, where do you live, sir? Well, I have my residence. My home is located. I have my residence. I live in Punxsutawney. Next week, I am moving to Ames, Iowa. Draw a question, please. Thank you. Oh, and the question is, how would you say Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle pepper in pig Latin? If I ain't mistaken, bud, you're going to earn this five bucks the hard way. Well, come on now. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers in pig Latin. Peter pay, Iper pay. Oh, it ain't worth it. (laughs) 
Folks, you have just heard the most sensational radio program ever produced in this country. Originated by Fibber McGee and grown to you by the Gildersleeve Girdle Company. And folks, remember our slogan. In country, town, or busy city, our girdles keep you sitting pretty. Oh, my, that was wonderful, McGee. I'm so proud of you. Oh, Chuck, you were just as good as I was, Mike. You think so? Boy, will old Gildersleeve be tickled about this. Well, I'm pretty happy about it myself. Say, how did you ever think of it? You're so clever, dearie. Oh, shucks, it was nothing that any red-blooded, clean, living American boy wouldn't have thought of. (laughs) Oh, look here, McGee. I want a word with you. (laughs) I'll bet you do, Gildersleeve. Wasn't that the most terrific? I've been bamboozled. I've been misled. I've been had. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean, Mr. Gildersleeve? This program of yours is out. You're through. Why, Gildy? McGee, I've been talking to people around here. Yeah, what they say, Gildy? What this they say? idea has been done before. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit geezergus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.